Hey everyone, welcome back. So I have a good episode here, a good little podcast episode. Uh, (laughs) This is ridiculous. So this is what happens when your ideology happens in a vacuum. When you talk about how wonderful things would be if we could just do this and do that, but you don't understand or comprehend the fact that whenever you do one thing, it affects other things. So here we go. This is from the Washington Examiner. This is a piece by Anthony Leonardi, November 11th of 2020. It says, Biden coronavirus advisor says that a four to six week lockdown in the United States is necessary to revive the economy and to lower cases. Okay, well, let's break that down real quick. Let's just look at it from the onset here. Sure, we could lower cases if everybody stays home. We could lower all kinds of cases. We could also increase uh, obesity because people aren't going to be out moving or walking. Uh, We could also increase suicides because people are going to be depressed and have so many mental issues. Uh, We could also have people who are depressed just because of the fact that they're not working. They, you know, a lot of men, I've spoke about this before, a lot of men get their self-worth from their jobs and what they do for a living. So sure, we could could lower the, the virus cases if we did this, but we could also increase suicides and mental illnesses and depression and all sorts of bad things. We could go ahead and increase that. We could also teach people or try and teach people the the false belief that money just comes from nowhere and you don't have to work for a living. The government will take care of you. We've seen how well that works for Russia because Russia produces so many things that we use in our daily life. Uh, I'm telling you, these people are not very smart. Uh, They are not smart. This Biden advisor, now this is an advisor that is telling the president about what should be a good idea, a good path forward. Can you explain to me how a six-week, four- or six-week lockdown is going to revive the economy? Could you please explain that to me? Because I'm maybe I'm just a little you know, naive here, but here's my point of view. You own a restaurant, you have fifteen, twenty thousand dollars worth of product. I don't know exactly how much food someone like Applebee's would go through or Muriel's, but let's just say fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a product. Your labor rate's pretty high. Now if you're closed you don't have a labor rate, but what are you gonna do with all that food? Are you just gonna throw it away? You gonna donate it? And then whenever it comes time to buy all that material again you you haven't had any income for six weeks where's the money going to come from to get that food back into your store where are all these workers that are going to deliver all of that food after waiting six weeks where's all that going to come from um these producers these farmers these people in agriculture these people who uh who provide these things for us who produce these goods and services where are these all going to come from Also, what you're doing, I I just said this earlier, but what you're doing is you are taking the mindset that we have, the true mindset that money comes from work. Money comes from the idea of providing a good or service for somebody. It's an exchange of a currency. It's an exchange of something of value for something of value. So as I'd heard before, everybody has a certain number of heartbeats. Right, So if you're a carpenter, you are essentially trading a certain number of your heartbeats for a wage. You know, however many times your heart beats that day, you traded those heartbeats 
that you're never going to get back. You traded that for that service, that good or service that you provided for that money. So it's, it's pretty simple. This isn't difficult stuff. But for some reason, people look at this and they, they look at it kind of like in a vacuum, like nothing they do affects anything else. It says, a member of a parent president-elect Joe Biden's coronavirus task force advocated for a new lockdown in the United States, saying it would invigorate the economy and decrease the number of coronavirus cases. So there you go. It's, we're going to invigorate the economy by shutting it down. So how are they going to do this? Where's the money going to come from? And by the way, I love how they say apparent president-elect. There is no office of the president-elect. I know Joe Biden stood in front of a poster that said that. There is no such thing. Obama did the same thing, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And there is no such office of the president-elect. It says Dr. Michael uh, Osterholm. That's a weird name. Osterholm said that the federal government would need to enact a new lockdown that spans over a month to drive down cases of COVID-19 before the release of a vaccine. Okay, well, that vaccine was supposed to be ready here by the end of the year, so why would we need to do this before the president, if he was to be elected, which I cannot imagine it happening, but if Biden was to be elected, um, why would we need to drive down the cases if the virus vaccine is coming out before the end of the year? That doesn't make sense. It says he pointed to reported success stories in Australia and New Zealand. So there we go. We need to follow New Zealand and Australia. Nothing against them, but we're the United States. We are the world's supreme superpower. Why would we want to copy what another country does? We don't need to do that. Quote, we could pay for a package. Okay, sorry, I, I have to break this up. We could pay for a package right now to cover all the wages. No, you couldn't pay for a package right now. The government has no money. The Federal Reserve has no money. See, we're broke. This is what people don't understand. We're 20-some trillion in debt. We'll say 24 trillion. That's probably about accurate. Maybe 24, 25 trillion. It's just exploded since Bush and Obama and now with Trump. We're just... You know, spending money like there's no tomorrow, spending money that we don't have going in debt. But $26 trillion is actually not that much money in the grand scheme of things. We have unfunded liabilities. So, you know, if you have FBI retirees that you have to pay for their retirement, you have firefighters, police, military, all these people that we've promised them that we would pay for their health care and things of that sort. Those are what unfunded liabilities are. So it's things that we're liable for that we don't have money for. So it's not just the debt. It's completely different than the national debt. It's even further. So that's actually when you want to talk about debt, you have to look at how much money is going to go out in the future that we don't even have. So he's saying that we could pay for a package right now to cover all the wages, lost wages for individual workers, for losses to small companies, to medium-sized companies, for cities, states, county governments. We could do all of that, he told Yahoo Finance. He said if we did that, then we could lock down for four to six weeks. This is tyranny. That is what tyranny looks like. I am not going to apologize this. I'll be doggone if you're going to tell me that I'm going to sit in my house for six weeks. That is not happening. That is not going to happen. And I hope the majority of Americans would stand up and say, no, we're not doing this foolishness. 
That is absolutely absurd. We don't have the money, and no, we don't need to be giving people money to sit at home. I don't care if we have tuberculosis going around. We don't need to be teaching people the the false narrative that if you stay home, you'll get free stuff from the government. We already have enough of those people, and that's a toxic mentality. Look at these people who get government subsidies all of the time, and look at them. They're not happy people. They'd have no drive, no purpose in life. You know, I'm not talking about people who get a hand up. That's not what it is. I'm talking about people who survive on handouts. It's This is not how you run an economy. This is not how you run a country. <laughs> I, this, this is what happens when you take God out of our lives. When you take God out of the United States of America, this is what happens, folks. And this is what I love. So... We're going to replace the wages for losses to small companies and medium companies. And then here's what I love. For cities, states, and county governments. Okay, so we have cities and states. Big cities, these ones that spend like they're going out of style. People who have horrible policies, really extreme left-wing policies. They want to fund things like Planned Parenthood, abortion. They want to, you know, just give it all away. You know, it's it's like a... <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers, give it away, give it away now. That that ought to be the Democrat campaign song right there. Because that's their whole campaign. It's just all free. That's what this guy's saying. We could pay for the package right now. It's all free. It's just money. It's numbers on a computer screen. Why not? Give it all away. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to support these city, states, and counties. These governments that are horrible at managing money. We're going to buy them out. That's what that means. It says to define what would constitute a lockdown... This gentleman, whoever it is, referenced listeners to an op-ed he wrote. It says, quote, The problem with the March to May lockdown was that it was not uniformly stringent across the country. For example, Minnesota deemed 78% of its workers essential. To be effective, the lockdown has to be as comprehensive and strict as possible. Comprehensive and strict as possible. These people, I'm not even going to say what's running through my mind. I'm not going to say what's running through my mind, but you can probably guess. If, quote, if we aren't willing to take this action, millions more cases with many more deaths are likely, likely before a vaccine might be available, unquote. So there we go. So if we don't do this, if we don't lock down the economy... If we don't tell people to stay home for the rest of their life in fear and shelter in place, then more cases are likely. More deaths are likely. There we go. Well, you know what's likely? When you're tyrannical over your people, your people rise up against you. That is what's extremely likely. And if this is what you want to push, don't be surprised when it happens. That's not a threat. I'm just telling you what has happened in the past. When a king has said that you're going to believe what we believe, you are going to worship the way we tell you, people don't stand for that. That is the fact. That is history. If you want to look it up, feel free to look it up. Quote, there is no trade-off between health and the economy. Both require ex require aggressively getting control of the virus. History will judge us harshly if we miss this life and economy saving opportunity to get this right this time. Unquote. Yeah, history is going to judge you. And I'll tell you what, if you try this tyrannical crap, history will judge you. You will be history. 
that is not a threat. That is just telling you what the facts of the matter happen to be. If you really want to do this, this is what kind of gets me upset. Have you ever noticed these people that go and they mess with wild animals? They go and they, they look at this bull. They have this bull, you know, and then they'll have that bull run down the streets and they poke and prod this bull and they do certain things and they wrap rubber bands around different things and tie certain things up and they poke and prod this animal. Then they wonder why they get gored by these animals. It's because they're poking around and messing with things they ought not be messing with. And that's what these people are trying to do. And they're going to su- be surprised when they get the horns. That's all I have to say. Osterholm warned that on Tuesday, on Tuesday rather, that quote, the next 12 to 14 weeks are likely to be the darkest period in this entire pandemic, unquote. So there we go. More doom and gloom. That's what Biden talked about his whole campaign was how bad things are and how bad they're getting. They're horrible. Even though we had uh, lowest unemployment, we had uh, some of the highest stock market, you know, closings we've ever seen. Uh, But everything's bad because a Democrat told you they were. There are over 10.3 million COVID-19 cases with over 240,000 deaths, according to the Johns Hopkins tracker. And that's not true. Um, (laughs) That just says with over 240,700 deaths, that doesn't tell you whether it's with or of COVID. And I will tell you that is not of COVID. If you go in and you are in hospice care and you get COVID-19 whenever you're in hospice care in the nursing home or wherever, you died from the fact that you're under hospice care. You were on your way out. I'm sorry, that's just facts of the matter. If you get pneumonia while you're in the nursing home because you had all sorts of heart issues and everything else, you died from the heart issues. The pneumonia was a complicating factor, but you didn't die from the pneumonia. This is common sense, people. If you get shot by a bullet, you don't die from a piece of lead. You die from bleeding out. You die from, you know all of these different issues. This is the problem that these people do not see. They do not understand, but yet they try and tell us that they are the brightest people in the room. They tell us that they are the most enlightened and we just need to listen to them because they went to more school than you and I did. They attended more classes and university uh, courses. So they know more than we do, of course. Over 3.96 million people have recovered. Well, there we go. So... 3.96 million people, and that's actually not true because most people that have the virus didn't even know that they had it. So these facts, as they want to call them, are completely fake. It's just absolutely ridiculous, but this is where we are. This is what we're getting to. Biden wants to shut it down. Let's shut it down, and we're going to stay home because that's the important thing. We're going to stay home, and we are going to learn that government is our is our provider. We don't need God. We have big government. That's what the left believes in. Once again, this isn't about all people who believe, uh, who follow the Democrat Party, but this is for the extreme leftists. This is for the people who want to push the socialism, the communism, who really look at other countries and they say, you know what? We, we suck here in the United States of America. We need to do it like these other countries. Why do you think those other countries have people wanting to come here? Why is it that people want to come here? Why is it that all of these liberal lunatics tell us that they're going to go somewhere else, but they never do? Let me tell you why. Because this is the greatest nation on this earth. 
and it's because we were blessed by God. Because at one point in time, we actually kind of did what God told us to do. We actually gave God the glory, which is what we should be doing. What we should not be doing is allowing ourselves to think that the government is the sustainer of our life. It is not. It is a leviathan. And it needs to be ruled in. It needs to be taken care of. It needs to be uh, put under control because it's not. You know, the Bible tells us that human beings are on this earth that we're supposed to Uh, multiply and take dominion over this earth. Well, it's time we take dominion over the government too. And that's why I actually like what Donald Trump has been doing. Because in my mind, he is fighting against all of these people who are trying to tell you how to live your life, what to do and what not to do. It's none of Joe Biden's business what I do with any weapons that I do or don't have. It's none of his business to tell me when I can and can't work. That's not the government's job. And frankly, I don't believe in a lot of the taxes that we have to pay either. And that's what we're going to have to look into coming up soon. And let me just say this while we're on the topic of this election here. They don't want to fix the election. They don't. They like the fact that our elections can be compromised. They like the fact that our tax system is very flexible. We have a, quote, progressive tax system. So what that means is essentially the people who deal with government and can afford to have lobbyists, they can get the loopholes written in. Those loopholes are written into the tax, um, to the tax bills, to the tax legislations and, and, you know, things of that sort. They, those loopholes didn't just appear out of nowhere. They were in there set out so that they could take care of their friends and the Congress and lobbyists, they can work together and they can, they can screw over everybody else. So you want to talk about corporations, let's talk about lobbyists because that's the problem. It's not the corporation. Corporations are groups of people. It's the devious things that go on allowing certain companies to deal with government and get contracts that they shouldn't, things of that sort. So anyway, guys, I got to jump off here. I think we're finally ready to go. But um, but yeah, they don't want to fix the they don't want to fix the election. They could fix that tomorrow. That would be very simple. You know, if the lottery commission can run the lottery and they can make sure that the right people have the right numbers and that they don't pay out billions upon billions of dollars to the wrong people, then I figure we could probably, in a nation of 340 million, we could probably come up with a way to make the election fair, simple, and uh, completely you know, safe from fraud and abuse, but they don't want to do that. In the same light, we could do the same thing with taxes. We could do a flat 10% tax across the board. You want to demonize the rich? That's the way you do it. 10% 10 across the board. So, you know, Warren Buffett pays 10% either income tax or capital gains tax. It's all the same, just 10% across the board. And we could make it very simple. That way, if you don't make much money, you pay 10% of not much money. If you make a lot, you pay 10% of a lot. That is fair. We could do that tomorrow, too. We could write that into law right away. But let me tell you, it's never going to happen because that's not what they want. All right, guys. Thanks for stopping by. Hope you enjoyed it. And sorry for all the ums, ahs. I haven't done these podcasts in a little while. And sooner or later, I'll get back to it. All right, well, we're going to get moving. Got to get back to work. Thanks for joining me, guys. I'll talk to you later. See ya.